Welcome to Reconstructed Podcast, where we share stories that are so forked up, it makes you take a step back and reconstruct the way we look at others. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tiffany. We might drop an F-bomb or two, so get your helmets ready, friends. All the disclaimers and resources for this episode are in the podcast notes below this episode. If you didn't know, that was a record stopping because this is part two of Amanda's story, When Love Hurts. So, if you are overly ambitious, like your girl, I'm gonna need you to stop, go back to part one, and listen to that because it is just now starting to get juicy, and I'm gonna need you to have the full information. So, go on, go do that, and then come back here and listen to this. Thanks. Anywho, let's get into it, friends. This is part two of Amanda's story, When Love Hurts. Insert ex-boyfriend who calls me one random night super late drinking with our mutual friend and his brother. And he and I answer the phone and I'm like, hello? Like, just so confused. I couldn't even stop myself, though, because I just went through so much that I have not thought about this man and his wife in months. just forgot that he got married until you just right? said this man and his wife. Right, exactly. <laughs> so me too. I had forgotten about everything. I'm like, everything that I just went through was so much worse than anything that you could have possibly ever put me through ever. So he calls me and I'm like, I'll bye. I answered the phone and I'm, what's up? So just to summarize us to start talking again, I'm so confident in myself at this point because I've been through so much I started seeing what he did to me in the relationship through the books that I was reading because I was reading these self-help books and self-improvement books and I started seeing oh he was projecting things onto me or it was his own insecurities and so I I finally I didn't put too much thought into it that relationship wasn't affecting me like it did before but those were some key things that I took out of the books to where I'm just like okay it wasn't me he starts talking to me again And that initial conversation wasn't really anything because they were all drinking and it was like a group of them. But he was just like, I miss you. And I'm like, where's your wife? (laughs) And I'm just like confident enough at this point that I'm like, okay, I'm sorry you miss me. But I was completely (laughs) mature and I'm like, I hope you're doing well. Um, And like, you should probably drink some water because like (laughs) they they were drinking. Um, So then he winds up speaking to me a little bit more after that and while he was sober wrote me this long message that was like my ex was so toxic the worst thing that has ever happened to me she tried to take everything that I own basically like winds up telling me that it went downhill very fast and he says you were the best relationship and the most healthy relationship that I have ever had and I feel like she was my karma for not treating you like you treated me. And he was seeming like he was so much more mature and like a completely different person. And then we kind of have the heart to heart where I don't give him details of my 
whole year that I just went through because it at this point has been a whole year of trauma and I don't really give him details but he gives me some details of his year with his ex and it's a lot like it's a lot of drama and it's in a drama he it's not like he's lying about it there's two sides to every story and so he had this eye-opening year and then we have a heart-to-heart and I tell him I just had the worst year of my life came out of it a lot stronger this is where I'm at now. So we basically just have these huge transformational years is what it seems like. So that's how we start talking again. And now all of a sudden I'm in just complete disbelief because we're talking constantly. We're on the phone for the majority of, well, like we go to work and then like come home and we're just calling each other and just talking. And then sometimes we're just in complete silence. We just want to be with each other but we're long distance at this point we're not even in a relationship but we're in two different states and we're just finding comfort in each other and wanting to be with each other so then he visits me a couple of times and I think that everything is going well but I'm also still very hesitant because I don't really think that this person would ever want a long distance relationship I'm pretty happy with where I'm at by myself now so I'm not looking to rush anything. I'm completely open to whatever happens because I am happy talking to him a lot. He he goes right back to being that perfect person to me. So he went right <laughs> back. He completely loved on me, went right back to being the perfect person. And so I'm just overall happy. I'm like everything is good for me. I have this distance in between us so that I can, I can go about it in a slow and healthy pace and I'm happy with where everything is. Well, he winds up coming down to visit and we wind up going to Miami to hang out with his sister and best friend. They were going to a day club. There was a very famous DJ and we wind up like going, having a great time, but he gets shit faced and it all goes downhill whenever we leave this club. I'm sitting on his lap in the Uber and there's a girl next to us. And he's putting his hand on her lap and she's pushing it away and he's talking to her in Spanish because she's Spanish and he speaks Spanish. And I'm sitting on his lap but and I've been drinking but I'm not drunk like he is. So I'm seeing all of it and I'm like, here we go. He's really drunk. But I'm not thinking that, I don't know what I'm thinking but for whatever reason in the moment I'm like, okay, this is uncomfortable but I just need to get him out of this car. Well, we get out of the car. I'm a little distracted because we're trying to figure out where the condo is that we're staying at. I turn around. He's rounding the corner with this girl, the next block, rounding the corner, leaving. And I'm just standing there in disbelief. Where, where is he going? So I'm with his sister and his sister's like, where is he? And then we're also with the girl's best friend and the girl's best friend, I guess, doesn't know that we're together per se like we're not dating but he's staying at my house he came here to visit me and she's like oh I know exactly where he is and checks her location and she's like they're having a great time and I'm like jaw dropped and I look at his sister and I we're supposed to stay the night there I have a whole night like go out in Miami everything and I look at her and I'm like I gotta go I can't stay here so I leave I go drive I start to head back home He finally, I had texted him a couple times to be like, where are you? What are you doing? Because in my head, like the location that we're in, 
I think he just went to a bar with this girl. We're not in a residential area. We're walking around the corner, so I'm like, did he convince her to go get drinks? That's what's in my head. We're in downtown Miami. So I wound up texting him a couple of times. You just completely left me. What are you doing? Doesn't text me back for like an hour and a half. Doesn't answer anybody's calls. So at this point, I've already left. He finally looks at his phone, realizes that I left, and he's like, where did you go? I just got back. You're not here. Why would I be with a girl that's half the woman? Hey, please answer your phone. Um, and he winds up calling me like 58 times, like back to back, and I won't answer the phone. I'm like sobbing. So um, he winds up this is like an all night thing, finally winds up back at my house in like the wee hours of the morning. Cause he's like, I'll just get myself and I'll go back home. And I'm like, you can't drive that far right now. You might as well come to my house, sober up and then, then go back home. So he winds up coming to my place. We, it's the wee hours of the morning. So we sleep, wake up and he basically convinces me that it was nothing. He was just drunk. And so I think that it's nothing. So we wind up hooking up again. He has to leave to go back home that day. And for a few days we're fine, but I just have this gut feeling that I'm not being told the truth. So I messaged the girl because she was mutual friends with the people that we were in the group. It wasn't hard for me to find her on Instagram. So I message her and she tells me without telling me that they hooked up. She was like, nothing's going on with us. We did go to my place after the bar, but we didn't remain in touch. And I'm like, okay, so you guys hooked up. And she's like, I'd really rather not get involved. And I'm like, okay, so I have my answer right there. And I don't need anything else from this girl. I have the answer. I sent a very mature text to him that was like, I thought that things were different and I was really liking where this was going, but you've shown me that nothing has really changed here and I have no interest in pursuing this any further. And he was mature about it and was, I don't understand, like, do you not believe me where I was whenever I said I, or wherever I said I was? And he was like, I really don't want to give this up. I want to continue to see where this goes. I had asked you about being in a relationship recently, but you just kind of brushed it off, which is true. I did. I was like, but what does that have anything to do? It doesn't. It doesn't. Any of that. It doesn't. So I, then I get like a little bit more irritated in the next messages and I'm like, okay, so if I were to come visit you and we went out with my friends so you're with my friends and I leave with another guy and just leave you and go hook up with that guy and then try to come back to you you wouldn't be mad you wouldn't be mad in this situation and he's like I think I see the world very differently now and I'm like okay all right if you can't even tell me that that was wrong well I don't know what we're doing here So I wind up getting pretty upset and I say verbatim, I'm disgusted with you and I'm done. (laughs) And he sends a couple more messages like, I want to be in a long distance relationship with you. Can we just talk about this? We've cooled down a bit. And I had every intention of making that the last message that he ever received from me. 
Because at this point, I was like, I am not going to let somebody take me from this healthy place that I am at in my life and derail me. So that was like the last thing that I said to him. Had no intention of talking to him again because I was so upset with him. Um, Two-ish weeks later, I take a pregnancy test. And this bitch is pregnant again. So I find out that I'm pregnant again and I'm just staring at it. And I'm like, is there such thing as stability in my life? Like, does it exist? I have it for the briefest periods of time. And then I throw myself off again. Like, I think (laughs) it's just part of the story. I don't know. I chose an interesting roller coaster of a life whenever I chose this life. So... I wind up pregnant and I'm thinking about it once again in a position where I'm like, what do I do? And at this point I went through the whole miscarriage thing, but I also went through both things that you would have to do to get an abortion. And I'm sitting here. You you had an abortion, but it was a medically necessary abortion. Yeah. So I'm sitting here looking at all of my options. I'm like, I could keep it. I have the ability to get rid of it one way. I have the ability to get rid of it another way. Like, and I'm looking at all these options. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to reach back out to him. At this point, I've cooled off enough that I can reach back out to him. Because a couple weeks have passed and I just saw it for what it was. And I didn't have intentions of talking to him again, but I didn't have like this resentment towards him. I was just like, this is what it is. And... There's nothing I can do about it. But now I'm panicking and I'm like, I have to talk to this person. I have to tell him what's happening. And he, he went from being apologetic almost whenever he was trying to get me to text him. And then I didn't text him for two weeks. And so whenever I texted him and I was like, hey, I'd like to talk to you whenever you're free. And he's like, what could you possibly have to say to me? So it was like, things have turned now. He was like, anything that you have to say to me right now cannot be good. And I was like, have you been drinking? It was something about the message that I was like, have you been drinking? And he's like, a little, but I'm not drunk and we can talk tomorrow if you'd like, but I'd really like some context because I feel like if you're talking to me, it's not about anything good. He doesn't drop it because I'm like, I don't want to text him while, or I don't want to tell him this while he's, I would rather (laughs) like call, talk about it tomorrow. Well, he winds up being, like, a little bit of a dick about it. And it's just like, what could you possibly have to talk to me about? And I was like, all right, you know what, bitch? I'm about to ruin your night. And I'm just like, I'm pregnant. And that's all I say. And we only exchange a couple more messages because he's like, how do you know? You're not on birth control? And I haven't been on birth control since I was 19. You've known me for four years. But we wind up deciding after, like, a few talks to keep it um and then eventually we make the decision to also decide to be in a relationship and he had some serious insecurities due to the fact that the last time that I talked to him I said I'm disgusted with you and I'm done that got to it did he the job. had some serious insecurities but this can go cheat and you don't have some in- serious insecurities right. yes yeah sorry Just yeah had to- No, but it's true. But he was like, your whole family doesn't like me. because My family, which wasn't really true. I could tell my family anything and they would be accepting. They're not close enough with me that they 
They're have, not like, oh, you're not going to hurt my baby girl. They're kind of like, oh. Yeah. If you want to deal with that, deal with it. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm like, okay, that's dramatic. He's like, your friends don't like me. I'm like, I barely even talk to the friends that you are referring to. But, um, and he's like, but you don't even like me. The last things that you said to me were, I'm disgusted with you and I'm done. And it's like, that was haunting him. Because I was like, yeah, no, in that situation, in that moment, I was disgusted with you and I was done. (laughs) But I'm... I really had to drill it into him. I have made the conscious decision, like, knowing everything about you, knowing everything about me, our relationship, what's happened in the past, I made a conscious decision that I want to pursue this relationship, and if I am to do that, then I can't resent you for those things in the past. I can't forget them, but I can see them for what they are. I can process them. If it were to come up, I have processed them as much as I can at this moment, and I'm deciding that we can move forward from this point on. I am able to do that. I'm able to process things and know if I choose to do this, then I'm accepting these things that have happened in the past and deciding to move forward as long as those things don't continue. So, but he couldn't accept that months we were going back and forth at the beginning of this pregnancy to where he would drink and he would get in his feelings and be like you literally don't even like me (laughs) because of those words that I said to him and he couldn't accept the fact that I could get over something like that because a lot of people wouldn't be able to get over something like that And I'm like, I'm not saying that it didn't hurt me. It did hurt me a lot. But I'm still deciding to move forward. If you can show me that this is what you want, that we can do this together. If we can get back to where we were whenever you and I first started talking again. And we were just infatuated with each other again. Once again, trying to get back to that point. So, yeah, for months, we... We're kind of going back and forth with that. And there's some trust issues. There was even trust issues with him towards me. And I'm sitting here like, I've never cheated. I've never given you any kind of reason not to trust me. And I'm pregnant in addition to that. Like, where do you think that I'm going? Who do you think wants to talk to me and hook up with me right now? I'm very clearly yours and a pregnant person. And he's like, plenty of people don't care about that. They like get off on it because like they can't get you pregnant. And I'm like, okay, first of all, disturbing. And I would not want to be with a person like that. Second of all, there's two people involved in that action and I'm not doing anything. So... Yeah, there's some trust issues there. We're finally starting to get over it. It's hard to tell this part of the story at this point because now we're getting more to the present day. This has been a stressful pregnancy for me because I was very scared at first thinking, okay, I can't be accepting of me being pregnant because what if the same thing happens as last time? So I'm very paranoid in the beginning. And then there's the whole trust thing with him. And we're trying to navigate ourselves back into a relationship and a healthy relationship. And he keeps on drinking and getting in his head and saying, you don't even like me. Or like he would have these mood swings where he would be like, it was again still like what you're doing is not good enough. 
yeah. any sense. Like, if you think it was. about that, you don't even like me. What can I do to show you that I like you? And I would say these things. I would just communicate it. Because at this point, I'm in a way healthier mindset than I was the last time that we were together. And I'm hearing these things that he's saying. And I'm trying to figure out what insecurity he's feeling or what he's projecting onto me. Because I know that I'm not doing it. And I know that he's saying... I start communicating things in a different way to where I'm like, if you feel I don't love you or if you... I don't like you are you feeling like I'm just in this relationship because we're having a baby and if that's what you think why do you think that I'm doing that would I do that for a financial standpoint what reason would I have to put me in a scenario where I'm I'm unhappy? unhappy so what are your actual thoughts what are you thinking is actually happening here and I'm trying to just get to the bottom of it talk about it and there's something about me approaching things this way just approaching things directly and he gets so uncomfortable with it that he gets silent and shuts down I can confront him about something and he can't handle it but in my head this is Mr. Perfect that is honestly better than me and would In my head, I thought that he would be able to have these conversations with me. And now he can't have these conversations with me because it's too uncomfortable. But his friends will call him for advice. And the advice that comes out of his mouth, I'm like, the knowledge is there. You just have this internal block that is something that has to be like an insecurity. He has to control the narrative of what people see him as. Yeah, he does. And so if you're not seeing him as this narrative of what he's controlled and what he wants you to see him as, he's stumped. Yeah, he shuts he, down. he knows so well how to make you look at him this way. If you're not looking at him this way, like, what the fuck? And the craziest part about it is, is I'm looking at him for exactly how he is, and I'm loving him regardless. I don't think he's ever had that before. I have my own shit as far as, like, love goes, but he definitely has something as far as... I don't think he has experienced actual love. So, to... Preface him not having emotions. To preface him as a person, he... I wouldn't... He didn't have, like, an abusive childhood or anything, but he had a mom with four young kids that were all, like, a year apart... And financially, they didn't have the resources to where she could give them her all, basically. She's an amazing lady. She's not a bad mom whatsoever. But I think about who he is as a person. I have to think about that. And then I have to think about the fact that he... I don't want to talk about his job too much. But he went into the military at 17 years old and was eventually in special forces and is basically the person that you need for like killing the bad guys it takes a certain type of person to be able to do that but yeah i don't talk about his job too much you have to be a certain kind of person and you have to be be able able to to dissociate from your feelings to be able to take people's lives you do yeah so that was his job it's not anymore 
and he was ex- like exposed to that at a very young age, like joining the military at 17 years old. So I just think about how he must have the like, trauma that goes into that specifically. Just that alone. Like I can't even imagine being in that career and being able to come back home and just have normal have a normal life and be able yeah. to just be a normal person. You can't. And I've I've listened to things, like read different things. I will never be able to relate to him on that level. But I have listened to him. I've listened to people that were previously in that kind of position and how how hard it is to go have a job like that somewhere and then come home and just go about your everyday life. And like how do you? You learn how to dissociate. You learn how and to that's dissociate. Not a good thing. Yeah. So I think about his upbringing and then his career a lot whenever I think about how he has to see the world and process emotions. So this is just a it's so crazy to think, like, how put together he looks on paper. Just because whenever you... Whenever somebody comes to... He is on a pedestal, basically. Like, he's done some amazing things, been through some amazing shit. And the knowledge that comes out of his mouth... I'm very proud of him. The person that he's been able to develop into and he can have people come to him for advice and you listen to the advice that he dishes out and he's actually a good person what kills me is everything that has been wrong in our relationship or has been wrong quote unquote with him is things that he can't help which sound i don't even know how to like how to describe this or how to describe how I think of this. It's literally a core part of who he is and how he was raised. It's how he was raised, how he, like, as a child was... It's how he sees the world. Yeah. Like, how he would, like, have... the way you see the world. Right. And it would be so hard... With how he was raised, the things that he has overcome and the things that he's been through in his career, his adult life, everything you look at all of these things together and you're like how do you even like heal basically because he has so many deep deep rooted insecurities with this guy specifically like I mean I know I've sat here and told you all of these stories about him things that I have found things that have upset me Things that he's done to me that are wrong. But at the end of the day, when I look at this relationship, he winds up... I still love him because otherwise, why would I be doing this? Why would I go through all this if I don't love this person? And whenever I think about, like, why I love him, it's because I see him for exactly who he is. All of the bad. All of the good. And I just see... It's like what happened to you... Not, like, what's wrong with you, basically. And so I see all of these things that I can never even know what happened to you. But I am I can be a piece of shit. I have my own issues. I dissociate. I can relate to the things that he's doing. And although he has hurt me on several occasions, I just see him as a human. This is so hard for me to put into words. But I see him disassociate and I'm like, I can do that too. Not as good as you do, but I know that I can do it. And I know that I've done it. I can look back on the times that I've done it to other people and what I was feeling whenever I did it. 
And I'm seeing him for that. And then, of course, me just misfix it. I'm sitting here like, okay, if I can see this person for who they are, I can tolerate way more than another person would because I want to show this person love. And I have a very hard time with deciding when enough is enough. I understand that you've been through this and this makes you who you are, but at what point when it harms me, do I walk away? Yeah, at what point do I walk away? And that's what I struggle with because I can see what... I can see what's going on with him, even though it's not entirely clear to me. But the thing that I'm struggling with is at what point do I decide that I'm getting hurt too much in the process? Or a lot of people that aren't really viewing it the way that I'm viewing it, or they're just seeing it as very cookie cutter, like he did this, you don't deserve that, so you're dumb for staying. I can't communicate with those people because... I just see it, like, so much more complex than that. He's human, and, like, he's been through shit just like you've been through shit, like I've been through shit. If you've watched the 13 Reasons Why seasons or whatever, like, Bryce, he's, like, a terrible person. You fucking hate this guy. Yeah. And then the next season, they show you the human in Bryce, and then you're like, oh, my God, he's been through so much shit, that's why he's a monster. We have monsters in the world, but monsters don't come out of thin air. Right. Monsters are created in a certain environment. Yeah. And narcissists are created in a certain environment, and they're bred in a certain environment. Yeah. We all are narcissists. We yeah. all have narcissistic tendencies in our core, but it's all about the environment that you were around, which make those narcissist, blah, blah, narcissistic tendencies stronger or less strong. Yeah, and it's all about your environment, like, growing up to have, like, a healthy narcissism And it almost seems unhealthy. like he had to control things and manipulate things in his environment growing up to make it. Yeah. And so I can see where that could, like, slowly... He thinks that's how he has to do all of life, you know? Yeah. Because that's how he made it. That's how he survived life yeah. for so long. It's a survival technique. And I don't even know... I don't think he sees it. If... I were to call him a narcissist or say that he has, like, a high level of narcissism, I think he would, I don't think he would believe me at would all. Would he be offended? I definitely think he would be offended, and he would probably lash out in a way that he's, he doesn't like being looked at in a negative way. So I think that it would be very, I don't think I could even say that to him calmly and say, I think you have an unhealthy level of narcissism. Not being self-aware. Yeah, like, not being self-aware. I wouldn't be able to approach him and say, these are the things that I see wrong, quote unquote, with you. You don't have this self-awareness or that we need to work on. If I say anything really that doesn't have him in a positive light, he just shuts down. It's the craziest thing to watch. He turns into a completely different person. He'll go from being like, he's normally very good at communicating. He's very logical. If it's on his terms. If it's on his terms. And then the second that I bring up anything. The second he loses control and he loses, I guess, control of the narrative. Yeah. His terms of the narrative. Yeah. He shuts down. You can physically see him shut down. He does not know what to say. And it's a crazy thing to watch because, and 
at that point, you're like, okay, this is something deep. I don't know that he can get past this. But then, of course, me, I'm not a therapist. And I, I have a hard time laying out boundaries for myself. Because I see all of this and I'm like, I see you for who you are and I love you regardless. And now we're having this baby and he's so excited for it. I mean, I genuinely feel like he's excited for it. And I want to be able to show you what it's like to be loved and for you to be able to like have this relationship with your son. Have a functioning family Have a functioning family, Yeah. And so I think... Which would be very healing, I feel like, for him, for anybody, any parent, it's healing to become a parent because you're able to give your kid what you didn't have. Yeah. And it makes you see a lot about yourself and what you didn't have. Sometimes you don't even realize, like, what you didn't have until you're able to provide it for somebody else. So this has been a roller coaster of a relationship with this guy, and he has hurt me more than anyone and from the outside looking in or just surface level sometimes it just looks like it is just completely malicious and intentional and then you look deeper and you're like it's not though it's I used to blame myself constantly I don't blame myself for anything now sometimes I will get upset oh god the pregnancy hormones too I'll get very insecure for something that's happening and I have to sit there and balance my emotions back out and think okay what is what's really happening you know here? how fucking like, hard that is to do to it's literally so hard. pause your reaction step back look at it and then step back into it and do it the right way like, yeah that is so hard to do to stop yourself from reacting and then react accordingly to the way you should react. It's, I'm a very firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Cause I'm still sitting here going through all this shit with this person and things are popping up. Other women will pop up, whether it was in the past or if he's following these new women. And I'm like, what is this obsession? And you start to get very insecure and a lot a lot of people in my position especially being pregnant would just be like you know he's a cheater he blah 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 like doesn't even matter if he did the physical act like some of the things that he's doing they're just flat out not appropriate for somebody that's in a relationship about to have a baby but for whatever reason I'm like maybe I should have been a therapist I don't know but I love this person enough that I am seeing it for what it is and then trying to address it in a way that I I don't even know how I'm trying to address it or how I can word it because I'm like I just feel like you're addressing it in a way that y'all can communicate and heal together I think yeah because at this point that's what a relationship is you're not like these relationships you're supposed to force each other to heal force each other to grow yeah not that they need to change for you but like they should want to change for themselves and you should be there to help them want to do that yes and I feel like you are kind of like it might be a fucking road and it's sucked up to this point, but you're very aware. You're very... I think I'm realistic about what's happening now. And you see him. Like you said, you're seeing everything for what it is. You're not sitting here, oh my gosh, no, he's not doing these things. You understand that he is, but you're not seeing it as 
he's doing this against me to hurt me because he doesn't give a shit about me. Yeah. I don't think that's it. Yeah, it's not about me. He has such deep-rooted shit that he needs to deal with, and it's not about you, and it's not even about love or sex. It's about him... I think he has to feel loved. He literally... Ultimately, he's never good enough in his head. Yeah. Even though he puts himself on this pedestal. Mm -hmm. So the more women that want him, the more people that tell him how great he is... Yeah. It shows him he's he's good enough to himself. Right. And he's a very attractive person. So you get very attractive women that are attracted to him. And I think that it boosts your ego. So I'm I'm really trying to be understanding of all these things. But I think my mentality on this person has... I'm a very firm believer in everything happens for a reason. And me being pregnant... If I weren't pregnant, I would have stuck to my guns and said... I'm disgusted with you and I'm done. And I would not have reached out to him again because I would have looked out for myself and I would have not even wanted to dive into this because this is a lot to I dive feel into. Like, you're, like you said, everything happens for a reason and this is forcing you to see the human. It is. You know what I mean? It's, it's very, yeah. it's kind of a beautiful thing. Everything you're saying is very beautiful in a sense of like, You see what's wrong with him, and you understand that he's been through shit. Yeah. And you understand that we're all human, that we've all been through shit. And that doesn't mean that he's not a good person underneath it. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't love you underneath it. And it doesn't mean... I don't know. It's very, very cool. Like... Yeah, and it's something that I would have never experienced, like, had I not gotten pregnant. And another... And if you were someone looking in to this role, if you were on the outside looking in... I've been there, I think everyone's been there, being like, you're the one who's stupid for letting him do that. Like right. you said, all the negatives, yeah. he's doing this to you're a dumbass, he's walking this. all over you. People like, need to hear this story because no, like you're fully aware of yeah. everything that's going on and you are still here to grow with him and to grow together. I am. And I think I'm still trying to figure out what my boundaries are. How far am I willing to take this and how much am I willing to go through from a relationship standpoint, is this my person that I will end up being with eventually after we work through everything and heal? But I'm sitting here, I do love him genuinely as a person. So I'm able to do what you said, look at a situation, step out of it so that I'm not reacting emotionally and then step back into it and try to figure out where to go from there. And previously, the way that I've handled that, I think that it was completely unhealthy. And it was because I was grasping for his love. I'm not doing that anymore. You found the love for yourself. I did. You were grasping at his love because you didn't love yourself at that point. Yeah. Now that you love yourself, you're never letting anyone take that away from you. No. And you see yourself in a whole different light. And you see him because you love yourself. Right. In a whole different light. Yeah. And I want him to have... A relationship with this baby so badly just one for my son like I want my son to have a relationship with him but two I I think it will be so good for him to experience a love like this I'm probably dealing with things more than I would if I weren't pregnant well no for sure I 100% am but it's really like causing me to see things so much differently and really give him this opportunity and no matter what even if we don't end up together this is another thing that I feel still keeps pushing me on and keeps me level-headed and sane through all of this even if we don't end up together I will never have a toxic relationship with him 
for the sake of this baby. He's going to grow, and that can only benefit the baby. Exactly. And so I'm sitting here with the mentality of this person is always going to be in my life, and I want him to always have a place in his son's life, and I refuse to have a toxic relationship with him. If I were to react emotionally to the things that were happening just because of how it upsets me or like other people's expectations what other people have to say about it I could so easily hate this person and let that toxicity take over me and my pregnancy I don't want that so I think that's something that has really given me a different perspective of all of this Because I have to see him for who he is. Because if I don't see him for who he is, then how can I protect my son from... I mean, narcissists, it's hard for them not to be a narcissist even towards their own kids. You have to see things for what it is so that you can deal with it in a healthy way. Or if he reacts in a certain way because of something deep-rooted, like, I want to be able to protect my son so that he doesn't have some kind of... So he doesn't also have a deep-rooted issue or, like, a resentment towards his father. I don't want him to ever have that kind of resentment. Or feel that he needs to dissociate. Right, yeah. All of that. So this, like, has completely opened my eyes to all of these different things. I wouldn't have this relationship with him if it weren't for this baby, but in the best way, not in like the it's way. it's really forced you to grow. Just from, like, has. the way you dealt with being derailed to now yeah where you were all those times to right now not that you're being derailed right now but you're going through shit yeah oh i totally am getting derailed you're not letting people narrate your life anymore you don't give a fuck yeah you're seeing your life for how it is and you're you're living your life Mm -hmm. and that's a badass thing yeah it's crazy this was weird to even put into like a whole timeline to yeah to process it all in a way that makes sense I don't because I left out so much too but that's just of like from childhood to now as far as relationships go and how I've ended up here with this person if my friends just looked at our relationship they would be like all right she's this dude yeah fuck this dude he's (laughs) the worst she is insane I just see it completely differently so I have really had to just like focus on myself focus on my son and focus on my relationship and I've been completely happy to do so because I feel like I'm growing a lot by doing so I think that's how they condition us not to grow is they make us focus on everyone else's needs and care about us so much that we can't focus on ourselves. yeah you know what I mean well, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, we loved your you story. Me. <laughs> You're amazing. And congrats on your baby. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in this week, friends. Like, rate, and subscribe if you love us and our stories. If you are struggling with addiction, please check out our resources. We love you and are sending healing, light, and happiness always. Thanks for helping us reconstruct the way we look at others because most of us are or have been or may later be hashtag traumatized as fork.